I wasn't making any money. I was literally living paycheck to paycheck and I just knew there was something more out there for me. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Um, at the time, back in 2017, I was really depressed. I had a ton of anxiety and I also really, really cared about what people thought about me. I had this whole thing, like I just went to school for all of these years. I'm, you know, working a job that is in my field. Like, why am I not totally satisfied? Why am I not totally happy? Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson, and each week I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dreaming Out Loud with your host, me, Morgan T. Nelson. Look, guys, before we get started in today's interview, I'm obligated to share something with you that's been a complete freaking game changer to my life. If you want to grow any kind of business or grow yourself, grow your income or pursue your dreams, do you know where it all actually starts? It starts with your health. So your outer world is a direct reflection of your inside world. So when you're thinking clearer and sharper, and you're feeling healthier, happier, and you've got more energy and vitality, everything around you starts to amplify. So that's why I have one of these bad boys every single day. It's called BEA or a beer is what I call it. It stands for botanical energy and adaptogens. So guys, this is straight up the world's healthiest energy drink. It's been a complete game changer in my life and my business. It's jam packed full of all the good stuff that our bodies actually need every single day and it has a full serving of vegetables, but tastes nothing like it. Thank God. Right. That's pretty good. Uh, it's so freaking easy. I love it. It's so easy to be able to swap this out for a coffee. Like I used to be a coffee fanatic, energy drink fanatic, and this is just way, way, way better to swap it out for these things. You know, when I used to be a carpenter, I lived off energy drinks because I knew that I needed it to get through the big days of work. Otherwise, I'd just crash out. But I also knew the damage that was doing to my body every single day. And if I continue doing it, I knew that ultimately my life would just start to get even worse than what it was. So I'm so freaking stoked that now I've got my hands on this drink that it's got a nourishing blend of raw nutrients sourced from whole fruit, fruits and vegetable ingredients, guys. And it's got none of the bad stuff that ruins the insides of your bodies. So if you guys want to grab your case of BEA, then jump in the link of this episode right now and you're going to get 25% off as one of my listeners. All right, jump in right now, grab yours and come and share a can with me. All right, now let's get into this interview. Okay, today's guest is an entrepreneur who runs businesses in mental health field, network marketing, and the CBD industry. She got started utilizing her social media platforms to create lucrative businesses back in 2017, and she joined a network marketing company that ended up changing the trajectory of her entire career. Quickly after learning the ins and outs of the online space, she accomplished her goals of opening up her own online private therapy practice, socializing in relationships and couples counseling. She's a fifth generation in her family's recycling industry, uh, which was the catalyst for most of her recent endeavor, which is NCH trading. Ali and her, fa- and her father saw the opportunity as a CBD has become a new commodity on the market and capitalized on their strengths and experience to create their newest business together. She's a tremendous, she has tremendous passion for all areas of business and is beyond grateful for the community uh, that has come by saying yes to new ventures. She dives deep into personal development daily 
uh, owing much of her motivation and success to some of my favorite mentors as well, which is Tony Robbins and Ed Milet, which is incredible, incredible people. She loves the daily grind, hustle, and heart that goes into living out her passions each day and is beyond grateful for all of the opportunities that has come her way in the past few years. So please, guys, help me welcome all the way from Connecticut, is that what you said? Connecticut in the States, Ali J. Hirschman. Hi, everybody. Morgan, thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped that we can jump on together. I've seen, I see a lot of you on social media. I see you hustling. I see you busting your ass. You're literally on a call before this podcast. You're on a call right after this podcast, which I love so much um, because, you know, you see so many people on social media in the network marketing space or in business or whatever. And, you know, you like to show the great things happening, but it's always amazing to see the behind the scenes, like the fact that, you know, you're a seven figure income owner and you're still doing the do and just taking massive action. So I respect that a lot. I really, really like that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it's really all about. You know, nothing is an overnight success. You know what I mean? And I'm all about really showing behind the scenes of what it takes to really achieve your goals, your dreams, whatever it is that you set forth. So I'm all about transparency on social media, business, whatever it may be. That's awesome. You're an absolute gem. So I'd love to hear you're juggling three businesses right now. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> a lot of coffee. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. It's so, so crazy because um, three years ago, I had one main focus, which was getting to my quote unquote nine to five job and trying to literally make ends meet when it came to that. So the fact that I now can wake up and have three businesses that I love and I'm passionate about and I get excited about is just such a dream come true. Um, I, I never thought I would be a entrepreneur. I never thought I would have my own businesses. I always really felt like I was just going to go to school and I was going to get a job in my field. And I had boxed myself in to a place that I didn't want to be. And I feel like so many people can relate to that. You know, we go to school for one thing. We feel like we have to follow it out. We look at the opinions of other people that almost dictate our every single move. And that's where I was. So the fact that I now can, you know, have my passion with my therapy business, my network marketing business, my CBD business is a dream come true. I will say one thing. I really had to learn how to organize, how to prioritize on lots of lists, lots of my calendars, all of my reminders, all of that good stuff. Um, but I will say I have more energy at the end of working like a 15, 18 hour day doing what I do now than I did when I was working seven to eight hours a day um, at my last job. So I think that's just a true testament. If you're doing something that you absolutely love, um, time goes by really quickly and that passion and that drive, that hustle will, you know, ignite you and will keep you moving and keep you motivated and keep you pushing forward. Yeah, it's almost like you get energy from doing things you love versus going to a job and just being drained of your soul, (laughs) right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what what did you used to do? Do you want to take us back a little bit? So you're 29 now, you know, you've lived in this freaking incredible life with you and your partner and, you know, how did it all start for you? Where this all, what was the beginning? You said you went to, you went to school and you had this job and it wasn't really working out. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I always, I always like making money. That was like my biggest thing ever. And, um, in the States, when you turn 16, that's when you can get your first job. I really wanted a car. So I went and applied to a bunch of different jobs and I ended up getting one at a sporting goods store. If you know anything about me, um, the last thing I know is about sports, but Hey, it was a paycheck at the end of the day. So I started there and I kind of continued on during college. I would, you know, buy bartend, I would nanny, I would make, you know, money where I could, and then also go to school to become a therapist. Um, I went to undergrad, then I went to graduate school. I spent about seven years in school, um, and then became licensed to be a therapist and, um, had a few jobs out of grad school. My last job before I opened up my practice, I was working at a methadone clinic for anyone that doesn't know what that is. It is a clinic where people come if they are withdrawing from opiates or heroin. I was working at an inpatient unit for 40 men out of prison on good behavior so I would be there on um, 5 30 in the morning I would be sitting at my desk I'd work till about 3 in the afternoon go home and make a playlist and I would go teach spin classes I love I love spin but I was totally burnt out at that point and I would go give any energy that I had to a class of 40 or 50 people come home go to sleep do it all over again I wasn't making any money I was literally living paycheck to paycheck and I just knew there was something more out there for me. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Um, at the time, back in 2017, I was really depressed. I had a ton of anxiety and I also really, really cared about what people thought about me. I had this whole thing. Like I just went to school for all of these years. I'm, you know, working a job that is in my field. Like, why am I not totally satisfied? Why am I not totally happy? And it was because I was living for other people. I was living, um, for what people expected from me, whether it was my parents, whether it was my friends, whether it was random people on social media that for some reason I just put weight and value into what they thought about my life, even though they're not living it, I'm the one that has to live it. So ultimately what happened is like I mentioned before, it boxed me into this place where I was just extremely unhappy, unmotivated, and just very depressed. And like I said, a lot of anxiety on um, back in 2017, my cousin Brittany came to me and she was like, Hey, listen, I just started with this network marketing company on, um, do you want to try it out with me and see if we can earn some extra money? And I said yes, because I needed the extra money, but I had no idea what network marketing was. I had no idea how to utilize my social media. I mean, I would be, I, I would literally use my Instagram to like send memes to my friends. I wasted a ton of time on there. You know, anytime that I did have at the end of the day was just kind of useless and it wasn't adding any value to my life. So I said, yes, nervous, didn't know what to expect, but I just had this feeling like, you know what, why not? I'd rather say yes and have no regrets. So, um, six months later I was making more than I was at my full-time job, quit that work network marketing for an entire year before opening up um, my dream, which was my own private practice um, in therapy where I specialize in couples counseling, relationship counseling. And what I'm so grateful for, for the network marketing company is it showed me that there truly is such a place for online services. And therapy is no exception to that. I don't want an office. I don't want the overhead. I want to be able to have clients all over the country where they're not tied to coming into me 
to sit at a, um, you know, at, in my office. And also there kind of broke some stigma about getting therapy and getting help um, for, for your mental health. So started an online practice, so grateful for that. And then about a year later, I opened up a CBD trading company with my dad, which was another really cool thing um, that we were able to do together. So those are kind of the three things that I have going on now and um, just really grateful and I love it. And again, I kind of go back to this. I had no idea what I was doing. I never thought I would be working these three different jobs or especially jobs that were out of what I went to school for, you know, out of that category. But, um, you know, when you say yes to something and you put yourself out there, so many more doors start to open up, which is a really, yeah. really powerful thing. So true. And it's so funny. Uh, like I started network marketing when I was 21. Uh, so six years ago now, and I was the exact same, you know, a friend of mine was just like, yo, come check this thing out. I'm like, man, like I'd rather just say yes and then live with myself knowing I tried it than saying no and living with the regret of what if. Like, I don't think there's anything more painful than, you know, getting to the end and being like, fuck, imagine if I did this or what if I, like, what would happen, you know? So it's, um, I, I love that. So you you were talking about, and it's so funny because, you know, I just turned 27. So it sounds like you're about 26, 27 when you went through that period when you started network marketing as well and you're talking about you're doing things for other people mm-hmm. and I noticed that I kind of started doing that or I become aware of it at the start of this year as well so about the same age mm-hmm. and I think that's been a bit of a transition of me this year kind of figuring out well, what do I want to do for me how can I build my business for me instead of trying to do it for other people so how did you kind of overcome that it's kind of like a people pleaser right for sure absolutely um I had to get real with myself and I had to sit with myself and it was a painful period, but it was also one of the most transformative periods of my entire life. And I'll I'll still say to this day, I'm still figuring out, you know, who I am, what I like, what genuinely makes me happy um, versus am I doing this for other people? Am I doing this for approval for, for, for outside approval? And that's the biggest thing. I think once I started to instill confidence and self-esteem in myself, I no longer was seeking approval from other people because I knew that I was enough. I knew that just showing up as my genuine self would allow me to um, be successful with my business, to build my team, to get my clients, to expand my CBD company. And Up until that point, I felt like I was always trying to fit in, whether it was the person I was dating, trying to fit into what they wanted from me or a friend group and what they wanted from me, or even my parents who I love and adore, but just thinking, you know, what do they want from me? What do they expect from me? Which ultimately left me so empty and so um, unfulfilled. And I will say it's been such a transformative period over my lifetime, but especially in the last year, I have really dove deep into personal development. I went to three Tony Robbins conferences alone last year. One of them was um, Unleash the Power Within, which for anyone that doesn't know, it's a four day, like, you know, 20 hours a day, you're walking on fire, you're really getting out of your comfort zone. And it was I literally so just did that. I did the virtual did? one. Yeah. Oh I, my did the, gosh. I did it live in Palm Beach, Florida, actually over yeah. in your neck of the woods. I, I did it live first there three years ago and then date That's with awesome. destiny. And then the virtual experience now is phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. And it's so funny because I went to this and I loved it. I loved it. But for some reason in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be changed once after these four days are over. Now, 
it, my eyes were opened up to so much and all these tools, but it's not the four days that's going to change your life. It's what you do with what you learn in those four days and start to apply it to your everyday routine. So when I started really restructuring my days and use it, looking at people like Ed Milet, like Tony Robbins, these successful people who make a ton of money, who have great relationships, who are just good human beings, I just started to model their behavior. What do they do in the morning? What, what are they reading? How do they act? You know, what's their routine? What makes them tick? Starting to implement that type of stuff in my life, I started to pay attention to the right things, which ultimately allowed me to take my focus off of other people and what their opinions were about me and really place it on things that would actually enhance my life. And um, again, that kind of, it just all of those things and doing the personal development and really, you know, following the, these amazing leaders who are already accomplishing all the things that I want to be accomplishing. That's really where I put so much of my energy and focus into now versus things that don't matter. Like someone's opinion that you went to high school with, like, who cares about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So many times we're fixated on that for, for some reason. So I had to do a lot of soul searching to figure out why I was so fixated on other people's opinions and switch it over to something that was going to be way more fulfilling um, for me in my life. Yeah. It's like, it's like we're making it more about ourselves. I think, when we're too busy focused on other people. And then we'll get to the end of our life and we'll realize that no one was actually thinking about us because they're too busy thinking about what other people are thinking about them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right? It's crazy, but yeah. it's so true. So what, what kind of things do you do now for your morning routine? You said you were modeling these kind of guys. What's, a, what's your yeah. morning look like? Okay, so, you know, I'm always trying new things. Um, but, you know, I had... Uh, like last week, we're doing a wellness thing where we're drinking literally a gallon of water a day. We're working out twice a day. Like I'll do certain things that kind of like I'll implement certain things and see what sticks. So right now for me, I like to wake up in the morning. I like to take my dog out for a walk. I listen to a podcast every single day. I'll do 10 minutes of reading and just, you know, highlighting all of that, working out. Something for me I've noticed, I actually um, will fast until about 12 p.m. I realize that my brain works the best between 7 a.m. and 12 p.m. So I actually don't spend any time on um, using any of my energy to digest food. And I know that sounds so crazy, but I really take all of my energy and pour it into content that I need to do, sessions that I need to do, calls that I need to do, information that I need to obtain, whatever it may be. And then my afternoon, um, I time block a lot of stuff. So I'll have sessions with clients or I'll do calls um, usually at nighttime for network marketing, my CBD company meetings, in-person meetings if they have to be usually in the afternoon. So that's kind of um, my morning routine is really like sacred to me. And I realize that if I kind of stray off of it, um, my whole day is kind of all over the it's place. Ruined the other, yes, exactly. The other thing I will say, like this has helped me so much is um, waking up to an alarm. So I have gained confidence in my life by keeping the promises that I make to myself. And the first promise I make to myself is my alarm. So if my alarm goes off at 7am, I get up at 7am. I don't snooze it because to me, that's breaking a promise and automatically and subconsciously, if we're breaking that first promise to ourselves, the rest of our day, we are going to let things slide. But if you are confident and you wake up and you keep that promise, the rest of your day, you're probably going to follow suit to that. So that is one of the things I will say, wake up to your alarm. Don't snooze it. Get up, get going. Um, 
that has been a game changer for me. This is such a huge thing, this, and Phil can really understand this because it's like when people think about wanting to create massive changes in their life or just drastic lifestyle change three years from now, they often think it's going to be these huge things they need to start doing. And you just said it then. It's because it, like Darren Hardy talks about the compound effect and every single little thing we do is compounding. And when we, when we break out, like everyone always preaches integrity, especially in 2020, right? Our generation, integrity and all this stuff. But they often break integrity with themselves. And they say, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. today. I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. Or I'm going to work out. Or I'm going to drink a gallon of water. I'm not even sure how many liters that is. I think it's a lot, <laughs> right? And a then they, <laughs> they don't do it. And then they think, oh, it's okay. Like, well, I'm, it's only to myself. I'm not letting anyone else down. I'll do it tomorrow. And what happens is you start to lose confidence in yourself, right? So then when you say, hey, I'm going to set this goal, I'm going to achieve this or I'm going to do this, our subconscious actually goes, no, you're not because you don't do anything you say you're going to do. Yeah. And I battle, like I, I continue to look for challenges. And so one thing that I've started over the last few weeks, I'm not sure if you do this, like cold showers or do you do them? Mm-hmm. You do? Okay, so that is a big thing that I am trying to implement, but <laughs> it's yeah. not easy. It is, I mean, even for 20 seconds, I'm like, oh my gosh. But yes, the cold plunge, the cold shower, yes. I yeah, like this is something I've heard about for years. Like, and I know all the benefits of it. Like, I know, I know it's really, really good for you, but I love my morning hot shower. And uh, <laughs> even when I lived in Bali, it's like 32 degrees every single day. I still was like, no, I don't want a cold shower. And it's just a thing that that was a choice. I was like, no, I'm choosing not to do a cold shower. But the other day I was away on an island and I just had this like hunch inside me. I was like struggling to kind of wake up and it just says, go have a cold shower. I was like, oh shit. Okay, I'm going to listen to my cut. I go and jump in. It was horrible for a minute. And then I get out and I felt incredible. And that was about for three, three, four weeks ago. Every single day since I've had a cold shower and now I've got a cold plunge out the back of the house. And it's, it's freaking funny. I'll send you a photo of Ali. Amazing. Um, but every day I battle with this. I don't, there's not a day I wake up and I say, I can't wait to get in that cold plunge. It's like seven yep. degrees. I can't wait. Every day I walk over to him, I'm looking and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I just count down three, two, one, go. Yep. And I just go. And as a result of my day is just so changed, you know, because I feel fresh, but I'm sticking to what I said I was going to do from the get go. Love that. Tony Robbins says that, I mean, he's a big cold plunge guy in the morning. He's like, there's not one day that I wake up and want to go in that cold plunge, but every single day I wake up and I go do the cold plunge, you know? And that's the thing. People have this idea that, you know, you're only gonna, like, you only work when you're super motivated to do something. It's like, no, no, no. You got to work harder during the days you're not motivated to do the things that you have to do because that's where the discipline and the consistency is so instilled um, in people. So I love that. And I have to start implementing that. That's something I've thought about for a very long time because I hear it all the time from these successful um, entrepreneurs and that I, you know, there really is some science behind it. So yeah, I think it's going to come, it's going to come down to a choice though, you know, like with so many things, like I've had people say to me, you need to go do a Vipassana. And I'm like, yeah, like I understand that'd be phenomenal, but that's not something I want to do mm-hmm. yet. You know, I will do one day, but I don't want to do that yet. And I know if I was to force it because someone says I should do it, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I don't know, that's just me. I, but then when I make the choice, I'm committed to the choice I make. Uh, yeah. I think that's why it takes me a long time to make decisions sometimes because I'm like, I know when I decide I'm doing it. So I better be freaking right. committed, right? Uh, that's great. So you you're just saying about, you know, still having to take action and do the work on days you're not motivated 
days you aren't motivated, how do you actually find that drive when there's days when you're just like, far out, I don't want to do it today. When you're making this incredible income, I'm sure you could sit back and not do it. Right. Which, but that doesn't feel good, right? Like to me, that so doesn't feel good. I am most fulfilled when I truly am um, engaged with my team, helping other people. And that's the thing I know people rely on me now, you know what I mean? And it's so, it's so interesting because, you know, some people fear success because they fear the responsibility that comes with having success. But that I have an obligation to myself, to my team, to my clients, to my CBD business where I have to show up. It doesn't matter what I feel like, you know, um, at the end of the day, this is my business. This is my livelihood. And this is my reputation in the industry. And I always said, like, I want to be looked at as that person who does whatever she needs to do in order to be successful, no matter how many times she gets kicked down or no matter how many times she's failed, whatever it may be. And you know, it's interesting, my business, um, which I started with, with Monet, my network marketing company in 2017, I flew through the ranks. Okay. And then I got to one rank, which was like a mentor rank. And I don't say stuck because I don't use that word, but I, consistently hit the same rank, which wasn't the rank that I, at the top of the company, it was about almost there, but not, not, not yet. 27 months in a row, I held the same rank for 27 months in a row. I pushed for our director level. We have three director levels. I was, I was right there. Um, in May of 2020, I was the first person in our company to hit all three director levels after being not stuck, but being at, um, a rank for 27 months in a row. So if I can do that and push through every objection and obstacle, it was a mind, it was a mind game at that point. I knew I was going to get there. I knew the work that I was doing was quality work. I just had to stay the course. I had to practice patience, which is something I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. And I had to hold on to my vision and why I was doing this because my why ultimately will get me out of bed in the morning. You know, um, I have built something now that is so important to me financially and personally that I can't ever let this go. I mean, it's so, so it's changed my life in so many ways. It's my job to help other people and to help other people change their lives as well at this point. That's really interesting. Cause I, I hear that is a common thing. Was that like a six figure rank? Was it um, a- the one, the one that I was at consistently for 27 months, it's five figures. My fingers. Okay. So then you went, you had this quantum leap. Is that right? Yes, I did. And I hit what? all three director ranks in one month, which That's was freaking amazing. never been done before. So yeah. it's pretty cool. I love that. So what do you think? What, what was the big difference being not stuck, but, and, and I'd love to also hear why you don't use the word stuck, but from being, from staying there for 27 months, what, what was the main thing? Was there something that flipped? Did you introduce, was it new people into your business? Was it what was the main things that kind of shift or, or was it an internal thing? You know, it's, it's, it's so funny. I, I look back and I analyze like that month, like so much trying to figure out what is it, you know, and there just isn't one thing that I can say. I will say at the rank I was at, I was making a good income, paying all my bills, being able to live my life the way I wanted to, but I knew that there was more for me and I had to stop playing it quote unquote safe. I had to stop being like, Hey, this is what I need in order to pay my bills and, you know, live my life the way I want. This is what I need to take my entire life to another level. So I had to really look at 
that and be like, be inspired by that. I had to really hone down on why am I doing this? And more importantly, I had to find out and really attach myself to why other people on my team were doing this as well. What were their goals? How am I going to help them? Ultimately, the more I can help and add value to someone else's life, the more it's going to help me personally and add more value to my life. And I, that's where I'm going to find fulfillment because Tony Robbins, I'm like, I keep bringing him up, but I love him. He says success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So even at the rank that I was at, I was finding so much success with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean I was totally fulfilled by it. I had so much more that I could give and so much more potential for myself and my team. Once I started to really pour into that area, everything started to change. And I just had to stay patient. I had to stay the course and show up on the days where I know 99% of people are not going to show up when they're not feeling like it, when they're not motivated, um, when they haven't done the trainings, whatever it may be. I just said to myself, I'm not going to be the 99%. I'm going to be the 1% and I'm always going to show up and I'm going to make that name for myself in this industry. And that's really what I've been able to do the last couple of years. So I'm really, really grateful for that. And just holding on to that vision and, and the personal development and the books and everything, you know, because that really is shaping my mind, allowed me to shape my business and my future. Yeah. So it was mainly switching. So am I right saying this, like more so switching from the focus on yourself, your business, your income to focusing in your team and how can you, how mm -hmm. can you actually help them hit their yeah. ranks to get their income? Exactly. And not, and, 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 you know, I feel like a first like two years of, of being in the business, I was, always a little afraid to kind of push people and be like, you can do this, you know, cause I was still gaining my own confidence and my own self-esteem. And then I'm like, you know what, if I can do this, what is stopping that person from doing it? Maybe they do need that extra push. Maybe they do need that tough love because my mentor, my cousin, Brittany, my upline, she would give that to me. And I was so receptive to it. So I was like, you know what, why am I not doing this? And then I also, I really like, upped my standards too with my business. You know what I mean? And, and the value and the energy and the time and all of that, making sure I was really working with people who were meeting me halfway versus me kind of trying to pour into someone and not getting much because that's just going to drain my energy. So really figuring out who in my organization really, really wants to work. And you can see my whiteboard in the back. It's end of month. We're pushing for goals and it just excites me so much like i woke up on a monday morning just beyond excited to get up to get going and to have an incredible um end of month with my team so it's been great this is so cool so what would be your top say three things what what's the difference between someone who's making six figures a year and seven figures a year so someone making six to seven i would say again um really building relationships with your team, um, getting to know people's, I say love language and it's true, like getting to know how people work and what motivates them. What motivates one person isn't necessarily going to motivate another person. Um, I listen to Andy Frisella real AF podcast, which is just like, you know, fuck this, fuck that, get in the game. And I love that. I live for that. But some people be like, whoa, I would, that's so offensive. Like he's so mean, you know? So it's really figuring out how can I 
motivate people? How can I show up people or show up for people? Another thing is, um, I don't believe anything that anybody says to me. I only believe what they do. Actions speak louder than words. And I hold myself to that standard. So you're going to see me on Instagram, talk about the highs, but you're also going to see me on Instagram, talk about the lows. I want people to know, um, that when they partner with me, it takes discipline. It takes consistency. This isn't a get rich overnight scheme. In fact, I don't want to partner with people who place any value in that or who don't see the value in hard work and consistency. Um, that's a really big thing. And just up leveling your standards. Again, that has been a game changer for me, holding myself accountable and then holding everybody else around me accountable too. And by me doing that, they give me that same energy back. And it's just a kind of a back and forth. We're pushing for our goals. We're not settling. Um, we're not using the word stuff. Like I mentioned, like stuff to me is a bad word. Fuck is not a bad word. Stuff is a bad word to me. Okay. Um, because when you, and that's another thing too, reframing the, the way you say things like, Oh my gosh, I'm working so hard and I'm getting nowhere. Like, no, you can't call me up and tell me that, you know, you have to reframe what you're saying because your thoughts become your reality. So if you're constantly saying, well, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, you're going to be stuck forever. You got to say, I am working so hard. I'm going to bed so, so um, happy and satisfied with the work that I put in. I'm going to bed knowing that the work I did today is going to get me where I want to go in the future. Holding on to that vision, having faith, having hope, all of those things combined um, and just keep, like, I just continue to push forward. And anyone that can get to that mindset and, and state of mind will be successful in whatever they want to do, you know, and also really surrounding yourself. You know, if you want to make a hundred dollars a month, surround yourself with people that are making a hundred dollars a month. If you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a month, surround yourself with people who are making a hundred thousand dollars a month. You are the five people you surround yourself with. So who do you listen to? Who do you take advice from? Um, how do they talk to themselves? You know, what are they doing on a daily basis? All of those things. Cause it's so, so, so crucial and important to the, your success and, um, your future with whatever you're doing. Yeah. This is awesome. Where, where do you kind of get your, what's, what's your favorite podcasts, books to, what are you reading right now? So this, I'm sure every single person has uh -huh. seen this book, Think and Grow Rich. I love this. I'm reading it again. Um, I like actually, Success Leaves Clues, right? Like that's on your desk right now. I know, right? These two books are literally on my desk. And the thing is too, um, I obtain most of my knowledge and personal development through podcasts. I don't mind reading, but I've never made it such a priority. And then recently I started implementing 10 minutes a day, which you guys, I know some of you are probably like 10 minutes a day isn't a lot at all. But for again, going back to even the alarm clock, right? Like little things like that will really change. So I have been now reading more than I ever have just by implementing 10 minutes a day. This is another book. Who says you can't do you? I got it years ago. Um, and it's so interesting how you can read a book at one time in your life and how you can read it a couple of years later and take such different information from it, you know? So this is another book. This is honestly an author. I think I found him on Instagram and I just really love his book. He has tangible things that you can go and implement. Um, podcast, Ed Milet, 
Tony Robbins, um, his podcast, I know they're kind of a little sparse, but I do love his stuff. Real AF, Andy Frisella, I listen to him every single morning. Sometimes I'll listen to the same podcast every single day, like over and over again, because it's just so inspiring and I love it so much. Um, but with all that being said, you can listen to everything out there. You can read everything out there. If you don't actually implement anything that you're learning, it will mean nothing at all. So I can say that like confidently, you have to implement the things that you are learning. It's not just good enough to listen to the podcast. It's not just good enough to read the book and take notes. Go actually act on the things that you're learning. That's really when your life is going to change for the better and change in the direction that you want it to. Yeah, it's like building a muscle. You know, I say to people all the time, it's like if you go to the gym and you get a personal trainer for one session, they're going to work you and you're going to be sore the next day. But if you go back to the gym and you don't do anything, or if you just stop going to the gym, you might know how to bench press. You might know how to squat, but if you're not actually doing it, you're never going to be building this muscle. And I see people do it all the time. You know, they might leave in an event or they go to a seminar or something like that. And they're like, I'm fired up. I'm motivated. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they don't implement what they, they learn or they become an event junkie and they don't apply and change who they are, they change their standards in between events and they keep repeating at the same, mm -hmm. same mindset, same consciousness level. Exactly. Um, it's amazing. Um, Ali, when it comes to like leadership, right? So businesses, especially network marketing, but all your other businesses as well. How, how, how can you, so like, I'm just trying to understand. So you've got three businesses, right? When it comes to showing up on social media, like, being a leader, but also your personal branding, how, how do you show up with a clear message when you're, or do you brand yourself with these three different businesses or how do you kind of do this? Yeah. So it's so interesting to so many, I really put so much of my life out there on Instagram, on social media, and I have a therapy practice. So you know, we're kind of taught in grad school, you have to keep your practice very separate from your personal life. Um, and I am who I am, you know, I swear, I drink, I whatever, I'm, I'm not a saint over here by any means, and I don't portray that whatsoever. So people will say to me, oh my gosh, like you really put a lot of yourself out there, does that affect your therapy business? And if someone has an issue with, you know, the way that I live my life or whatever it may be, then I'm probably not the therapist for them, right? There's a million other, but I've also had so many people be like, I, there's such a stigma around mental health. I feel like you're someone I could just relate to. And I feel like you just get it and you have real advice and you have real experience and you're not just someone kind of sitting behind a desk, like taking notes or whatever. I'm really there and I'm honest and I'm truthful with all my clients. So that's a really big thing. The CBD industry, it's a really cool industry. Let me tell you that. Um, it's just cool. So really this doesn't really affect much, but in terms of branding, you guys, three years ago, I didn't have a social media that brought any value. I had no, I mean, really, I had nothing that brought value. So every single time I post something, I hope I am either giving someone information, I'm giving them value, I'm making them laugh, I'm somehow giving them information on products, on business, whatever it may be. And if your social media is like mine was back in 2017, you have nothing on there, you have no quote unquote brand or whatever it may be, you're just getting started, Perfect. That is a beautiful thing. You have a blank slate right now. The person I am today, I created her. She didn't exist. Like Allie J is my Instagram handle. Allie J did not exist three years ago. 
This person I am today, I created her. Tony Robbins says the same thing. Tony Robbins didn't exist 20, 25 years ago. He created the person he is today. Constantly, you know, uh, self-evaluation, really self-awareness, you know, making tweaks where we have to, listening to constructive criticism, whatever it may be, and constantly shaping who we are and who we want to be and who we want to show up as a daily basis. So that is kind of the leader that I've evolved into. And I'm such a believer on um, the pace of the leader is the pace of the path. I have to keep going. I have to keep showing up. My team knows there's days where I don't necessarily want to show up, but I do. I turn my ring light on in the morning. I get in front of the camera and I talk to it. And some days it comes out smoothly. Some days I stutter over my words. Regardless, I am there and I am showing up. And for me, that's important. I want to lead by example constantly through the good, the bad, the highs and lows. I'm always going to show up in that way for myself and for my team. You're an absolute freaking boss, Ali. <laughs> I'm loving this. And you know, you've been pouring so much value. And I know, you know, if someone's listening to this, especially if they're in network marketing, I know they've got to get a ton of value from it. But even if they're not, uh, you know, you've just delivered a ton of freaking value here. So I appreciate you for this. Uh, where, where can everyone find you on socials and follow your journey? Yeah. Um, thank you so much. So my social is Ali, A-L-L-I-E underscore J. And from there, my profile has all my other businesses. So you can take a peek at that. But, you know, I kind of try to come on. You can see my trampoline in the background. Another thing that a lot of motivational speakers, you know, they hop on there, they get their energy. Um, I try to bring as much energy as I can to my Instagram, to my team, whatever it may be on a daily basis. Um, so, yeah, Allie J is where you can find me. And you'll probably see a bunch of stories of me bopping around over here and in my office and my ring light, all that good stuff. I love it. You're a freaking legend. Okay, so... Before we wrap this up, I've got one final question for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So if you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Okay. This is a great question. Um, this is what I would say. Okay. Here we go. This, <laughs> the last question is always a little... Like John, the last question that John asked me on his podcast, it literally tripped me up. And then I thought about it for days after. So what did he, what did he ask? What did he ask? I forget what he I asked. I can't even remember because I blacked out. I was like, oh my God, wait, what, what are you asking me? I don't even remember what, what my response was. It was like... <laughs> And it was a really simple question. This is kind of a simple question, but for me, I'm just thinking of so many things. My 18 year old self, I would tell her, um, don't live your life for other people. Life is way too short to sit on the sidelines and watch other people live out your dreams. Get in the game. Um, the only way that you can truly win at life is just by trying and putting yourself out there. Don't look at failures as defeat. Don't let your ego get in the way of looking at any failure or any disappointment as something negative. Um, don't let your ego get in the way of learning the lessons that you truly need to learn. Um, allow yourself to self-reflect. It's going to be painful at times, but it's also going to be really, really transformative. Set your standards high. Don't let people treat you like shit and don't stay on um, don't stay at a table where respect is no longer being served. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, 
you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left the review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.